Hello, everyone. This is uh, Aaron and Andrew Schlag here. We're on tonight for the monthly Q&A. Uh, excited, to, excited to talk to you all tonight. Um, we hold this call on the second Monday of every month. I'm sorry we're a couple minutes late here this evening. Um, I had a couple of malfunctions, had to dial back in, but um, excited to jump on here. I know that you guys can submit deals prior to this call that we'll review right here. If you're not a GoCom member, you can listen, but you can't participate. Uh, you can get more information to sign up for the Gold Club at uh, ronsgoldclub.com. That's www.ronsgoldclub.com. Um, if you are a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal that you submitted, press star six to be entered into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that is listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, you should hang up and dial back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. Um, so excited to be here. Andrew, are you on? I am on. Hello, everybody. Awesome. Well, I just uh, I just was on here and was explaining to everyone uh, what we was doing here tonight. I let them know we was a, a couple minutes late because we had some issues getting uh, getting into uh, into our host session here, but we, we jumped in. Um, so you've got Aaron and Andrew Schlag here tonight, and excited to uh, excited to answer any and all of your questions. So. Um, so with that, we will jump right in. Andrew, do you have any, uh, any words of wisdom or any, any motivation to share before we start uh, jumping in here? We've got a few people in the queue already. So I just wanted to give you a minute. Absolutely, yeah. So just excited to be with you guys. Uh, man, what a crazy market this is right now. And so many things shifting and changing. Um, the cool thing is, Using Ron's strategies, it doesn't matter what the market does. There's just new opportunity. And so while my response when people ask me if it's going to crash, is I, I usually say just for the fact of getting attention, I say, well, I hope so. And while I say that kind of jokingly because I, I don't wish that I'm no one, and one aspect, I also know that if things crash, we as investors using Ron's methods will just make more money. And so – I'm just uh, excited to know and grateful to know the things that Ron teaches us all and these strategies that, uh, uh, that help us operate in any market. An absolutely shortcut many years off of, you know, I've seen other investors start, grow, and fail because they didn't know or didn't have all the strategies that Ron shows us. And so... Uh, you're in the right place at the right time. There's been, never been a better time to, to be doing this than right now. And so uh, just excited to be going over you guys' deals tonight, excited to be talking about these deals. And it comes down to three things I say often, and I always like to start with this because it's so simple, and sometimes we overcomplicate it, it's especially my thinker brain friends. There's only three things you need to be doing in the real estate business if you're not bidding deals or you're not getting enough deals. And that is finding leads, uh, following up, calling leads, following up, and getting the contract. And if you're finding leads, getting them to you through VAs or other various sources, and you're following up and you're getting contracts, that's the life flow of this business. And then, of course, after you get the contract, then it's get leads to buy them and follow up and get the check. So it's really a simple process. It's a totally simple business model. And it's just a matter of us 
getting out there and integrating it every day until we automate it and find somebody else to do it on our behalf in our business. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And, yes, that, uh, that follow-up is so important, uh, getting on the phone and then the follow-up, both of those things. So thanks for, thanks for those things, Andrew. I know I'm going to have some more things I want to add here in a minute, but I want to, I want to get to a couple of you guys uh, that are already here in the queue. Uh, and what I do want to remind you of before we jump into that, because uh, we've had several more join, uh, if you want to ask questions or get in the queue to discuss anything uh, about real estate, uh, if you are a Gold Club member and uh, you want to do that, uh, dial in to the phone number that's on your Gold Club website and press star six to be entered into the into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on that interactive line that's listed on your Gold Club membership website, then hang up and do that now and then dial star six to be entered into the queue. All right, we've got uh, several people here popping on, Andrew. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the first question. Perfect. Hey, this is Jerry Owens. How you doing? Jerry, fantastic. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, hey, listen, I just had a quick question. I recently was trying to get um, an insurance quote from NREIG um, for a property that I have lease optioned. And um, there was an issue or they, there's a belief that there's an issue with the septic system, and they actually turned me down. So I'm wondering, am I going to run in, do you think I'm going to run into that, or is there somebody else that I can reach out to that, you know, would help me with that? Because they're going to be in the place for the next two years. That is a great question. Uh, you don't seem to have NREI guard to turn many things down. At, I, was, that I have very, Andrew, feel free to weigh on this in just a second, but I, I have, I, it's hard for me to give you a complete answer without knowing there's several variables there. Uh, as far yeah. as the septic problem and what they're turning you down for, did they give you a remedy or a resolution that you needed to do in order for, for you to get insured with them? They did not. Yeah, I was kind of actually shocked because at first they were saying, well, you know, I heard that the property, you know, was in a state of it's a fixer upper and they were, you know, has it been fixed up? I said, actually, it has. And it turns out that the uh, septic issue may have been just a ploy by the previous potential buyer who eventually balked and I, I killed the deal because they were trying to, you know, make me pay, you know, 12 to 14,000 more, you know, knocking off the price or whatever. And I said, that's just not going to happen. Um, and so that's a deal killer for me, you know, and, um, but the people that are living in it now and that have purchased it, I said, we haven't had one bit of problem at all. And we run the washing machine, we do this and do that. So I made sure to, you know, communicate that to the lady at NRG and she's like, oh, that's great news. That's great news. But then the underwriters came back and it was just a, a very hard, you know, shutdown. So, you know, I was like, wow, okay. Um, so I'm trying to punt, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, as far as that goes, you know, my, my next steps would be try to get back with them and ask them what they need from you in order to ensure that. Like I would, you know, ask okay. questions as well as right in anything. Ask questions to find out what they, are, what they need from you. And then, you know, I would take it a step at a time from there um, because, okay. you know, I, it sounds like the septic is good. It'll just be a matter of proving that. So find out from NREI Guard uh, what they would need to, you know, for, for you to be able to do just that. Perfect. Okay, thanks so much. I appreciate that. Hey, appreciate you, Jerry. Uh, great to talk to you. Great talking to you. Awesome, Seth. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good. Uh, who are we speaking to tonight? Uh, Rob from New Jersey. Rob, good to talk to you, Rob. What's going on, my friend? Uh, got a situation with a property. I'm not too sure if I should even do the deal or not. Okay. Uh, 
it's a uh, bi-level house with uh, four bedrooms, two baths, 1,935 square feet, has a garage. Uh, the owner is actually willing to do it subject to. Uh, it has a loan for 271000 and it's two months in the rears right now, and the payments are 2017. Now, in my area, the rents go between 1500 and 2000 so that's already shot right there for the mortgage payments. And it is PITI, so I'm not too sure if it's a good deal, bad deal, should I do it or not. Andrew, you want to weigh in on that? Yeah, so uh, tell me those numbers one more time. I didn't get to write those down. All right. Uh, which ones would you like me to start with? Uh, how much is it a month, and what's the uh, ARV, and how much are you buying it for? Okay. Uh, the uh, monthly payment is $2,017.34. The mortgage on it is $271,000. It's PITI. It's got about $100,000 worth of damage, and it's, uh, the comps come out to about 400000 and the yeah, rental comp is uh, about to 1200 to 1400 to $1,400. I was wrong. Not, that, sorry. Uh, I doubt that those rental comps are accurate because, I don't, you know, I mean, a mortgage payment on a $400,000 house, especially with, this, with uh, uh, these new interest rates, is it, higher than that, so... Um, but, so but the original, me, uh, the original mortgage was for one hundred and seventy-five thousand. So they added another hundred thousand almost onto it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that because uh, of the fact you know you got to put a hundred grand into it. So I would probably skip the deal unless you could contract it and flip it for a quick twenty or thirty grand to somebody who's buying these things all over. Okay, sounds good. Uh, now, I actually have an appointment for next week to go inside because. What he told me that the damage was, I just want to see it for myself. Maybe it's actually not as bad as he thinks. So would that be a good idea to go in there and take a look to see if it's actually feasible to go in? Absolutely. Uh, I always, uh, you know, in those situations, if you've got, you've got all the, you check all the boxes with the terms, the numbers don't make sense based on what you said, right, what, what he's told you. But, um, you know, it, it won't hurt for you to check, for, check it for yourself. Uh, you know, me, I would, I would do one or two things. I would either kill the deal or I would say, okay, I need to see it because I'm going to make another exit strategy, which would be I would, I would lock it up and then, um, you know, wholesale it uh, or, or, you know, find another exit strategy. But it won't hurt to take a look at it and see, you know, see what it is and then decide from there. Okay, say the property isn't as bad with 100000 in damage and say maybe it's only fifty. Would you, uh, and if I didn't want to take it over, would you do a wrap? Would you do subject to? Would you do a lease option, lease with option, uh, or just you know just straight option? Yeah. I, I, and and you're buying it with owed, correct? Well, I'm not too sure yet. We're going to find out. Okay. We'll see how bad the damage is. Yeah. If you're buying it for what's owed, I I will. Uh, well, I mean, frankly, I always will do a wrap if I'm going to buy it. Uh, you know, with you know with what's owed on it, or if I'm going to do it up above that, and he's going to get some equity as well. Andrew, do you want to add anything to that? I think I lost him. We're on separate lines today. I lost him. Okay. Yeah. So yes, I no, will do. Uh, he, he's <laughs> trying to give me give him a second. He, he'll come back. But I'll go ahead and answer that question for you. So um, so as far as that goes, I would buy it on a wrap. 
And um, I would only do it if you're, you know, and, and you, you've got to check these boxes. You've got to make sure that it's something that you, you know, of course, want to do uh, because it sounds like there's work that he's done. Can you do it for work for equity? Uh, it sounds like you could, uh, but, you know, you need, to confirm your, you need to confirm your comps that you're going to get, you know, cash flow uh, on that or, or that you're comfortable with it. Well, I know there's, there's about $25,000, $30,000 if I, you know, fix it up. Like I said, the comps are about 400 yeah, so that's just the uh, the mortgage payments in the beginning. Try to get it done fast enough. Yeah. That's the whole. Exactly. Yeah, you you are you you'll start get creating yourself holding costs. So you could do two things if you get it. Uh, if you if you buy it with terms with no balloon or a really lengthy balloon, you could do a work for equity on it. Depending on what you know, depending on when he's done, uh, you could do a work for equity uh, or. You know, you've got enough equity in there. And let me, let me back up. As long as you're going to be cash flow positive or you're comfortable eating that negative cash flow for a length of time, that's going to have to make sense for you. Uh, and then, of course, your, your second option would be if you've got enough equity here, which you said it comped out for four. What did you say? It goes out to about 400, and it's got a mortgage of 271. So you're talking about 371 right now with about 30,000. No. But if I could drop it down to about 50, you know, it won't be, it'd be about three. 325. So it would be about 75,000. About 75. So, um, you know, at that point, I would want to make sure I knew my numbers before I did it because, I mean, the 75 equity is, is a lot different than whatever there, what, 30 equity? Uh, there's definitely a big yeah. difference there. Uh, and so, yeah, get, get in there and know your numbers and then make your decision after that. But at 100,000, I would walk away unless you were confident you could lock it up and, and wholesale it. Okay. Would you actually promote it first? to see if you get any bites or like put it out on the web and see if anybody bites it first and I let the seller know exactly what I'm doing and yes, that's what I do. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Rob. It was great to talk to you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello? Hello, hi, this is Kay in Ohio. How are you guys? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I have a question about, uh, see, wondered if you would run into this. Someone who has, who owns a house in a, an irrevocable trust that her grandparents had set up, um, the trustee is suggesting she sell it. Um, she may need the money. Well, she would like to possibly make payments per month versus selling it outright because if she sells it outright, she has to put all the money back in the trust. So um, is that possible to do something like that, just take monthly payments as we do in Ron's world without – so she gets the monthly amount she wants to cash flow versus selling it outright. Um, me, and she's allowed to so, make the decision on selling it. It's just, can she do that? Do you that you know of? Okay, so she. Let me make sure I'm understanding. And so she's wanting to sell it to you on payments, and it's in a it's in an irrevocable trust. Yes, and it's paid off. Yes, but it is if okay. it gets sold outright, the money, or at least most of it, goes back into the trust. That's the way they've got it set up. The, the grandparents, I guess, set it up so he wouldn't, um, he and his wife wouldn't just blow through money. <laughs> so that's, yeah, so, so that's, so, and they would prefer to not do that, would rather get monthly payments because they need some cash flow. Okay. 
there, there's quite a few variables there. I've never run into that. I mean, that, that is a unique situation. There's some variables there that I don't understand uh, or don't know, right? Like, okay, so they can't sell it outright, but they can sell it on a monthly cash flow or like on a, on a contract for deed or an owner finance. Presumably. But I'm not sure if they can. That's what I was asking. Um, well, I, I would wanted, think so I, I because he's allowed, or he's allowed to legally sell it. So right. I would so I think they could sell it any way they want. But I didn't know what I, the requirements would be, you know, since it is I, an I, irrevocable I, trust set up through an estate. I would want to see what the provisions are of the trust. I and mean, that's something you, you need to take to your, uh, to your attorney and see if they can set that up accordingly. Um, because there, there's variables there I don't know. It's not, a, it's not a clear black and white transaction for me because I don't know what those provisions are in that, in that trust. So I would definitely, uh, definitely want to get your, your hands on that with, you know, with the attorney uh, because if they, can, if they can do that, then you know, that's, a, that's cash flow for you. So that's why I would, I would refer you to talk to your attorney about it and ask them what documents they need to see from that trust and see if there's a way to work with that. Okay, yeah, gotcha, because they just, um, they have a, with these irrevocable trusts, they have a trustee that kind of oversees things. I don't think they make the, actually make the decisions, but anything that happens has to be approved through them, I think. So, okay, that's kind of what I yep. thought. But, so you guys haven't run into that yet, huh, with all the no, deals you've done? I'm surprised. No, no situation where you know with with uh, you know there being a uh, an irrevocable trust that specific scenario uh, we have never ran into that specific scenario very that's very cool though very unique it could be cool yeah it really could be it could be a, a win-win situation so okay I, yeah. I figured I'd have to run it through the by attorney but that, that's what I thought but thanks guys so much of thanks course. for everything great. you do for us all all right you have a great evening you too and I'll keep listening here. <laughs> yes. All right. Awesome. All right, guys. So uh, some exciting stuff there. I did, I did double check, and we do not have any of you guys' deals. You, you all didn't submit those to me to cover tonight. Um, so I was hoping to get to talk to you about those. I do want to tell you uh, about a couple – uh, a couple of things. I'm working on with some students. I, I've had uh, – uh, four students uh, with, with four different contracts this week that they're working on. And so excited to see that some of you guys are out there doing deals uh, following what, uh, what Ron teaches. Um, most of these are terms deals that we're working right now. And so the market, the market is hot. I know interest rates are increasing. Uh, you know, things, um, there's things changing in certain parts of the, of the, the country, right, with, with the market, but it is still overall still a very hot market. But uh, in any market, uh, what is taught here uh, can be applied, and there's always sellers needing to sell. And so uh, definitely, definitely good to apply these solutions. So I just want to encourage you guys tonight to continue um, moving forward, continue taking the action, continue following the steps that Ron teaches you, which is go, uh, go generate leads, uh, make sure your VA is calling those leads, get on the phone and make these calls, and at the end of the day, you know, get, get these appointments set and follow the script, guys, and get, you know, get that across the finish line. That's one of the most important things I can uh, stress to you guys is to make sure you are following 
the script. Make sure you are doing what you are taught on that. Because what will happen is, I was just dealing with a, a, a situation today with a student, and the seller wanted to take them off script. We were on the phone together. Fortunately, I was able to jump in and we, we guided it a different direction and went right back to the script. Because you've got to be asking the question. Uh, as Ron says, he who asks questions uh, is in control of the situation or in control of the conversation. And so always be asking the question. As Ron says, answer the question with a question and always bring it back to the script. Think of the script as your safety net. Um, it, has, it has saved so many deals that I've been on the phone with um, that if I would have went off the script, they would have went a different direction. So always do remember that. Uh, something I wanted to put out there today to all of you uh, wonderful attendees. I wanted to uh, had several more here pop on. I wanted to repeat how to jump into the queue. Um, if you want to ask a question, uh, if you're a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a, a deal, uh, press star 6 to be entered into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on your interactive line that is listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, then you should hang up and dial back in using that number and access code, and then hit star 6 to be entered in the, the queue to ask any questions. All right, I'm going to jump on here with another question right now. Hello? Hello. Well, I've got someone from Texas on here with a question, but they're not picking up. All right. Well, I've got to maybe they'll Hello? maybe they'll pop back. Can you hear me Hello. now? Hello. I feel like a Verizon commercial. Yes, I hear you fine now. Can you hear me? I sure can. How are you doing? Wow, wonderful. I am great. Thank you so much. Well. I could be better if I was healthier, but okay. Yeah, and so um, this is Sabine. Sabine, all right, awesome. Great to talk to you. What's going on tonight? Well, thanks. So I have a very unique situation. I was about to close on a home next month, and we had all the paperwork and everything ready, and then they uh, kind of. Um, told us at the last, last couple of weeks that the interest rates has, have ri ever, um, increased as much that uh, I know I, I got pushed out of the debt-to-income ratio because of my student loans oh, that my. I still have. Yeah. But since I am a student of Ron McGrath, I tried to figure out a way to still keep this house. But I wanted to know if that is even a possibility. I'm trying to find my papers that I've made here. I've made it, I structured a deal with this. So this house is a brand new uh, four-bedroom, two-bath in a brand new, nice neighborhood, of course. And it, um, the when I signed it, the sales price was two, as with upgrades and everything, the loan amount would have been two ninety-eight nine fifty-one. Okay. Since that time, the, in, the I've already got thirty thousand dollars worth of equity in it because of the rise of all the costs and everything the prices so the house is at least thirty five thousand dollars more than what i have what what my price would be that's one thing and then um if i could only find my paper um so i figured that if i can get these thirty thousand dollars added on to that that makes it i'm sorry i have to calculate the new because i lost my paper that I have written down everything on. Um, <clears throat> give me one moment, please. So that's, let's just say 300000 to make it easier to figure. So that would make it $330,000 then. 
So with the $330,000, um, plus closing costs is about 5000 so that would be 335 Then if I added a 10% markup for trying to get a, a tenant buyer in it, not moving in it myself, it would be $365,000. If I can come up, or would anybody, how should I put this? I, what I was thinking is I would raise the money from a private lender and pay cash for the house, and then do turn around and put a tenant buyer in it, do with the owner financing, and uh, collect my upfront deposit and my monthly cash flow. Is that something that is feasible? Would the question, I guess, is the first question is, would a private lender even go for something like this? I have never dealt with private lenders before, so I don't know what they would or wouldn't do. Um, yeah, that would probably be the, the most important question. And then um, would that be something that, that I could do would be the second question gotcha. overall. So I, I, applaud your, I applaud your creativity. Uh, what I will tell you is with, uh, when, when, I, when I work with private money, I, I never break my 70% rule. So that's 70% of our minus repairs uh, on, you know, on any, uh, any type of, of private loan that I would do with a private lender. So I never break that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep them protected. Um, as mm-hmm. far as that goes, you know, I, I, you know that, that would be something you would have to, to decide at that point, um, you know, when doing private money. Uh, you know, as far as, as far as doing anything that you personally guarantee, Ron definitely teaches against that, and I would, I would not recommend that either. Um, so, you know, as far as that goes, what I wouldn't want to do is try to fit a square peg into a round hole, as they say, right, the old school. I was raised old school in my, my terms. So, um, you know, I, I know you were probably looking at it for yourself to live in, um, but no, as far no. as I, initially, I'm no, saying I would not. you were. Right. I'm sorry? Something you initially were looking for something for yourself to live in, uh, but now I know you're, you're pivoting because of the situation. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you yes or no. You sure shouldn't do what you do in your personal life. However, on a business perspective, um, whenever, I, whenever we use private money, we never break the 70% rule, uh, which is this, you know, 70%, never, never borrow above 70% of, of the value. Um, on that. And uh, I think Andrew's back in. Andrew, did, did you get us rejoined? I know you lost us there for a minute. Yeah, forgive me. Yes, I am back. And I heard okay. you talking about private money. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so uh, I'm going to recap this question. And so uh, we, we, have, uh, we have someone on here that was asking a question, and I want to get your opinion on it as well. And uh, your perspective, it'll probably help others. Uh, she was looking to buy this, this house, and uh, interest rates skyrocketed. And she was initially buying it to live in herself. Uh, you know, with per, you know, using traditional financing, and um, the more you, the interest rate skyrocketed, therefore knocking her out of the debt to income for her to get this. Uh, she was buying it at two ninety eight. Well, it, the value jumped up to three thirty now, uh, and but she can't get the financing on it. So she was saying, what should she do? Should she get private money and maybe do a maybe sell, sell it on like a uh, owner a, a, a rent to own? Or, or lease option, she may be in Texas, you know, like a rent-to-owner lease option, depending on where she's at, uh, or, right. you know, or, or what should she do? And so I was just, I was telling her my opinion, but in a nutshell, can you give a response on that? Yeah. So uh, I absolutely will echo what I heard you say. I do not allow my private lenders, just like the Jay Connor private lending program that uh, Jay created after, uh, you know, running from Ron, uh, I do not allow my private lenders to go above 70. I, I 
changed that over some and went 75, uh, but I do not allow them in any scenario to go over that uh, limit that I have of the uh, uh, loan-to-value ratio because I want them protected and I want to uh, make sure that, you know, I'm in a good position as as are they. And so uh, any time when I started, there was twice I broke my own rule and went higher than I knew I should and it never turned out like I wanted it to. And I either worked for hard for no money or almost no money. And so uh, I, I would just go back to the seller, and you probably will lose the deal doing this, but I just done this today on a deal. I just went back to the seller, and I said, I got good news and I got bad news. I said, you're at 125 and, of course, I knew the house was worth 190 I said, I can give you 125 if you'll do payments or I'll give you 95 cash. And uh, they got their feelings hurt a little bit. This is after, you know, what's the least you'll take, going back and forth. They got their feelings hurt a little bit. And then uh, before the end of the call, they said, well, will you send over uh, an email? Uh, we're, we're interested in that 125 over time. And so uh, I just do that. I just tell them what, it, what the numbers are, and, and most of the time they don't take it, on occasion they do. Okay. Plus, the twofold offer idea always helps because now you didn't tell them, "Hey, I'm not giving you 298." You said, "Hey, I'll give you 298 instead. I'll give you 300, but it's on payments, or I can give you 265 cash or whatever that amount is to, to use private money on it." Okay, I'm not understanding what that has to do with 70%. I mean, isn't the collateral the entire house, and isn't the house worth? 365,000 with the markup that I'm going to do as a, um, you know, for with owner financing. So absolutely, what, and I, I don't, don't understand what what you say protecting the private lender. Won't, won't they? I mean, they they get back what I pay for, what I ask for. I mean, what what they give me. So I don't understand what you're talking about there. I, and that is probably because I'm just too new. And if this takes up too much time, yeah. we don't have to discuss it now. We can just forget it, and I'll uh, I'll uh, uh, get with my, um, you know, with, with someone else on that and see. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't want to take up so, everybody's time. So I, I appreciate you. That. And Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And I'll just add to that to mention uh, for her, that when it comes to these deals, you know, as Ron teaches, it's not everything always goes as planned. And that's when I was new, that's why I got starry-eyed and went over on a couple of them, uh, was because I was like, well, I know Ron said 70%, but I could do here and I'll still make, you know, $23,000. And what we don't figure for is prices uh, going down or something taking longer to sell than planned or tenant buyer not cashing out when planned or something. And so that's why we don't personal guarantee debt, we don't write big checks, and we follow Ron's rules when it comes to the private money. Love it. Well said, Andrew. I couldn't have said it better. And that's where, uh, that's where me and, uh, and the caller we were talking about earlier, and I, I couldn't yeah. have said it, reiterated it better than you did. So, so perfect. Um, and then um, another thing I was talking about, and actually we've had a few more uh, jump on, and uh, so I'm going to repeat this one more time, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll wrap up with a few positive words unless anyone else has any questions, um, 
if you are a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or to discuss a deal that you submitted, uh, press star six to be entered into the queue. And if you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that is listed on the Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, uh, then hang up and ca- uh, call back in using that phone number and access code, and then dial star six to be entered into the queue. Um, so what I was telling them uh, when I lost you earlier, and I think you must have been getting some bad signal, um, but what I was telling them was uh, the importance of using the script. I was telling them about some of the student deals that, that I've been working on this week, um, a lot of them being terms deals. And yes, the market's still hot, but there's still sellers that need to sell, and you can still be their solution. And then I gave an example, uh, not in detail, but an example of uh, a couple that about went off the rails because they started asking questions, and I was on with the student, and we, we regained control, of course, using our script. Uh, that Ron provides us with so beautifully and getting back in control and getting it back within the guardrails, right? So I was talking about the importance of that. Uh, So that's what I just spoke about when we lost you. Love it. I love it. Um, Did you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrapped up this evening? No, just uh, uh, remind everyone to uh, keep your three strategies going forward, keep the, not strategies, but three steps, you know, getting the leads, following up, and getting contracts, make sure you're following Ron's formulas and methods. Uh, I literally, I, I tell this consumers, and I, I hope everyone had a happy Mother's Day, by the way. Uh, I, I got the privilege to spend my day uh, with Mama yesterday. And, uh, and so there was something that happened when I found Ron, I was 21, literally, like no joke. I'm always coming up with new amazing ideas. When I was 21, so about the first four years after I knew Ron LeGrand, every time I would say something, oh, my goodness, I'm going to do X, my mom would always stop me and go, is Ron okay with it? And if Ron was okay with it, she was all in. But if Ron wasn't okay with it or I hadn't asked Ron, she'd go, you better talk to Ron. And so I said that because it's so true, no matter where we are, when we come into Ron's world, he's been down the road and he shares these things and everything that he shares is, is because uh, he's been there. And so that's huge. And to just uh, taking and following the path that Ron so uh, amazingly and generously set forth for us, it works. It just works. So follow that strategy. If you're not getting deals, you're not getting enough leads, just keep attacking where the challenge is. If it's not enough leads, go find how you get more leads. Come to Quick Start again. Go back to the summit. Join everything you can to figure out how to get more leads. Then if, if you're getting leads but they're not closing, go back to the skips and think, record your calls, figure out where on the call you're losing the seller. And then if you're getting contracts or, or uh, um, closing calls done and they're not leading to contracts, then go back and see where the breakdown is between closing call and contracts. It's just that's exactly what you're doing. don't matter whether you're doing your first three deals or, or you're on deal 300. Uh, it's just constantly looking at the processes and going, where am I missing, and how can I fix it? Love it. Yep. Always, uh, always be learning. Always be closing. Always be learning and improving. And uh, you know, the, the results speak for where you know where there's lacking. And anything lacking uh, is put together beautifully for you in um, in the scripts in, um, in your Quick Start manual. And so, um, well said, Andrew. I love that. Love that. That's awesome. Uh, I've got a couple more. I've got a couple more questions here. We're going to pop up real quick before mm-hmm. we wrap. Hello. Hey guys. Hi guys. Frank out in California. Alton's my mentor. Uh, I'm new to Planet Ron, but I just wanted to say, Andrew, uh, I, I did buy properties in the 
seventies and eighties learned from the old gurus like Ron and, and the seventy percent rule is was the thing back then too. So That's just to reiterate good. that. Thank you for that And you're mm-hmm. you're in great Alton for sure. Alton's uh, amazing. I just talked to him on the phone on a uh, Friday and uh always uh, always a force of positivity and uh, so much wisdom and always action with him and I love it. Great guy. He's a great guy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yes. Thank, Thank you, brother. All right. Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Joanna yes. from South Africa. How are you? Fantastic. How are you doing this evening? I'm good, good. Thank you so much for spending your time to uh, give us your advice and uh uh, teaching us. Uh, I just uh, have some questions. Uh, lately, I uh, while I was doing the calling, and I have encountered a scenario where uh, the seller uh, wanted to sell the house because um, they wanted to um, downsize. Uh, well, they they either uh, I have different um, cases. They either owned the house free and clear, or they um, have quite a bit um, equity. Uh, but uh, they would need the some money from at least some part of it, you know, from the sale of the house to buy their next house. In this case, uh, using Ron's term uh, strategy, uh, I would I wanted uh, to know what uh, would be the best uh, way to structure, or even if it's something I can create to um, have a win-win situation. Andrew, you wanna you wanna take that? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Yeah, so uh, the, the seller is the seller's wanting to downsize, but they need some of the equity out of their house that they're selling, and she wanted to know using Ron's system how to structure that and make it a win-win situation. Yeah, so what's the value of the house they're needing equity out of, and what's the debt? Uh, I have this one case. It's, uh, uh, the the value of the house is uh, over 440 um and um he uh sorry. I thought I was just asking general question uh, let me see the okay okay so the the loan is a two hundred twelve five okay. So, yeah, there's uh, three ways to do that. Number one, the other reason I was asking the, the uh, amount there is because if it's enough below value, uh, you could raise private money on it. That's always an option. You could raise private money on it on a second, and uh, that's the last resort, but that's an option. And as long as you, we keep under that 70% rule. Uh, and then the second option would be for them to refinance the property, pull their cash out, put it in their pocket, and you take over their new debt, um, and then lastly uh, would be to contract it at price A and go out and find your tenant buyer and use your tenant buyer's non-refundable option deposit to give the seller their, say, 30K down or 20K down. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, can you repeat, I'm sorry, can you repeat the last um, option uh, where I find a tenant buyer? Um, yeah, find has, a mm-hmm. contract to buy it on uh, owner finance, and then when you go out and find your tenant buyer with 
twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars down, then you use that money. You simultaneously close the purchase of the property as you do the lease option buyer of the property, and you use that money to pay the seller. So you're out of pocket zero. Oh, I got it. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's our pleasure. Thank you. All right. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing, guys, about uh, what, what Ron teaches. Um, you can create so many win-win solutions and situations with, uh, you know, with, with multiple strategies uh, with what he teaches and, uh, and these pretty house in terms um, situations like this. Uh, you know, the seller needs money, not a problem. We've got a solution to structure that typically. Um, you know, and if it's, if it's just a straight-up situation where they're selling with owner financing, of course, we've got a solution for that. Um, so that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and what I, could, what I would encourage you guys to do, and I do this with all of my students, um, don't hesitate to pull out your quick start manual and re-review what there is in there. There's so many valuable uh, lessons in there, all the way from how you're going to market to how you're going to automate to how you're going to call, what you're going to say, and uh, you know how to uh, how to run your real estate business as a whole uh, when it comes to the real estate investing world. So I just want to encourage you guys to do that. Uh, Andrew, do you have any last words before we wrap it up? Keep up the amazing work. Come back to uh, uh, these week, uh, excuse me, monthly calls. Come back to the quick starts as often as possible, and between the quick starts that you're coming back to and the other events that you're being a part of, put everything you just learned into action. I love it. I love it. And um, with that, we are going to wrap up today. You guys uh, stay focused and stay encouraged and keep learning. And just like Andrew said, uh, as continue to come back to the quick starts, continue to plug into uh, these monthly Q&As. And another thing that I can't say enough, guys, is network, network, network. When you show up to uh, these events in Planet Run, um, be sure and bring your business cards. Be sure you communicate with these other people because they're all on the same path, and we're all at a different, different location in our journey, even though we're on the same path, headed the same direction. And there's so much value in networking with each other. So I couldn't encourage that enough. So with that, guys, I hope you all have an amazing Monday evening. Um, go ahead and go out there and get some more deals, and we will be talking to you all next time. Bye-bye for now. Bye.